0: Welcome to the first ever Southland students podcast congratulations you are our first listener I know that was your life dream to be the first listener ever so thanks for being with us we're so excited you're here I'm David I'm uh, the middle school pastor at the Harris Road
1: campus and I have a couple people here with me and I'll let them introduce themselves What's up, everybody? My name is Eric Schneider, and I'm the student ministry director at our Richmond Road campus. So I get to hang out with all of our awesome LAX. middle school and high school students over in Lexington in the Old Mall. Hello, this is Ben McGill. I'm a overseer programming staff for students, so I get to jump around and see a lot of you guys. Push buttons, make noise.
0: Yes. That's what you do, right? Add colorful commentary um, cool. Well, we uh, decided to put a little podcast together because uh, one, we really like the sound of our own voice. Clearly, it's yeah, yeah. Enjoy that deep baritone levels. Um, just kidding. That's awful. Um, we no, we wanted to do something unique for summer. We've never done something like this where we wanted to uh, get together and provide another outlet, another avenue for. Uh, Our students out there to get to know us, uh, and so we're going to talk about uh, just fun memories that we've had, but also talk about uh, scripture and talk about ideas that helping you grow, and and we're going to have a specific theme to this summer's podcast that I'll introduce a little bit later, Um, but it's going to be fun. So we're hoping that, you know, as you're sitting by the pool and getting your tan on or, you know, whatever you do, what do students do in the summer?
1: Um... Probably play a lot of video games, yeah. so if you can listen to this instead of uh, little kids cursing at you on Xbox Live, <laughs> yeah. uh, or things like that, maybe that would be a little bit better than some of the things that you're hearing. So this could be the soundtrack to your poning noobs on the video Yeah, games. potentially. Okay. Um, maybe while you're learning to drive, I know we have a lot of students that just got their permits, okay. and so maybe you could put this on when your mom's not screaming at you to keep your hands at 10 and 3 on the wheel. Uh, I don't know. Lots of things you can listen to this podcast. Did you just say well, ten and dude, three on the wheel? That's the That's, new rule. It's, it's ten and three, not ten and not two 10 anymore. And two? Or sorry, nine and three. Yeah. So it's at the yeah, side. Ten
0: and three is like ten that and three
1: weird. is for that like lean. You got to get your lean on when you're driving a little bit. <laughs> you, you are so,
0: giving dangerous <laughs> automotive <laughs> advice. So yeah, just, so
1: maybe don't listen to this podcast while you're
0: learning to drive. Or Eric will give you Just bad use advice. no
1: hands. <laughs> it's The most impressive way to do it: use your knees to steer. Oh gosh. Just kidding, parents. Oh no.
0: Okay, so whatever uh, you're uh, doing this summer. Um, please uh, enjoy this podcast. So we're going to have some challenges at the end and some giveaways for those who hang out with us. Stuff. and stuff. And all that. So, um, thought it would be fun to start out uh, today uh, by asking our guest. Uh, ben and myself will be here every week. And then we'll have a different staff member from each campus filling in, talking about a few things. And so, we thought we'd ask our guest to share uh, just a favorite memory from their summer years as a teenager. So
1: Eric, tell
0: us about your favorite memories, as a teenager from your summer years.
1: Yeah, so growing up, uh, I didn't have a pool at my house or anything, and so you know like in the summer, if you don't have a pool, you always latch onto your friends that do have a pool. Mooch. Not that they're not great friends, but it has its benefits to have a friend who has a pool, and you can go over there and just spend all your time there in the summer, but so we would swim a lot and everything, and one of my friends, Josh, uh, I remember one summer in particular, he, this was like right around the start of like YouTube being a thing when everybody was like just putting their own information out on YouTube. Hey, I made this cool thing. You should make it too. Mm. We watched this guy's YouTube video on how to make your own potato launcher out of a PVC pipe okay. and like uh, igniter and hairspray and all this other stuff. And it literally would launch potatoes like faster than a speeding bullet, like hundreds and hundreds of yards away. And I remember Josh lived on a golf course. And so we were spending the night one night and we'd launch these things in the middle of the night, which the, neighbors probably thought that a shootout was happening or something because it was really loud when it would fire but I remember then the next morning going out on the golf course and we had left all these huge dents in the green from where these <laughs> potatoes had landed and we would completely trashed the green on oh this gosh. super nice golf course with our potato cannon and we got in a lot of trouble mm. and probably broke some other things as well but it was a good time you know fire potatoes um, Man. There's no trouble there whatsoever. Yeah. I blame YouTube, you know? It's, it's always YouTube's, YouTube's fault, fault. You know? You know for... it's like, I mean, those are the early days, too. That was the beginning of YouTube. Yeah, production quality wasn't very good. It's just some guy setting up the camera in his garage and saying, Hey, I learned how to make a potato launcher out of PVC pipe that'll shoot potatoes at your skull at 500 miles an hour. And watch me make it, and then you can make your own. And that's basically what happened. And that's, we made our own. That's great. And that's his good. parents were cool with it for some reason. That's good. I wouldn't entrust that to my kids if I had kids but did did you have to like go and help fix things at the golf course or anything no not really didn't do that I mean it was like we got a lot of trouble with his parents but like they never actually like turned us into like the country club or the golf course or wherever that we did it so it was kind of like hey don't ever do that again but the the green was pretty screwed up (laughs) so anyways I threw a tennis
0: ball in my uh, church growing up my dad worked on staff and I broke a stained glass window that'll like get shrimp, you. shattered it that'll get it was you bad it was real bad <laughs> i had to work all summer like i was i don't know i was probably eight years old i had to like vacuum and mow and clean the kitchen and any money i got went towards fixing a stained glass window if you break
1: a stained glass window in a church there's a lot of old ladies that'll be really mad at you i'm that's sure right. so I that's got a lot that's of a, finger wagging that's a like it's a big deal to those white-haired old ladies yeah
0: all right. Well, uh, thanks for sharing that, Eric. Uh, moral of the story, stay off YouTube. Um, don't do it. It's just bad for you, I guess. Um, <laughs> anyways, moving on. So here, our theme for this summer uh, that we're going to to talk about every week on this podcast is uh, Heroes of Scripture. So um, no matter how old you are, no matter um, uh, how long you've been a Christian, there is so much in the Bible that... Um, uh, is so good. And there's so many people in the Bible who have set examples of of how to follow God and how to, uh, you know, how to live life and make wise decisions and others who made really bad examples for us yeah. to learn from uh, as well. And so what I've asked each of our guests this summer to do is to come in and talk about one of their heroes from Scripture um, who, man, when they hear their story or many of their stories from Scripture, some of these guys have multiple chapters. Some of them have just a couple verses. Um, and we're just going to talk about them for a little bit, and maybe you'll learn something new that you haven't heard before about someone in the Bible. Maybe it inspires you to go back and read their stories and uh, and to learn from their example as well. So, Eric, uh, tell us who are we who are we talking about today?
1: Yeah, I was thinking about it, and one of my favorite people that I always just come back to and his story is Moses from the Old Testament. Mm. Um, Moses, there's so many things that when we think about heroes of the Bible, a lot of times when we think of a hero, it's somebody that maybe we look up to because of all the great things they did. And that's definitely true for Moses' story. But I think the thing I love about Moses' story It's just how relatable he is to me in my own life and understanding that there's a lot of things about Moses' story that he was kind of just a normal guy in a lot of ways that God really used in a really huge way, um, despite the fact that he was somebody who made excuses a lot. That's the thing I take from Moses' story over and over again, especially early on if you go into Exodus, kind of the backstory and everything you can kind of go and read on your own. But basically he was this Hebrew slave child who got saved by living essentially with the king of Egypt. And so all of his family and ancestors are kept in slavery, but he got this like golden ticket to go live in the castle with the king and his family and everything like that. And so he was kind of raised up as this Egyptian prince, even though he was actually like a Hebrew slave who was actually supposed to die. And so he kind of gets this golden ticket. But then from there, He slowly starts to like learn more and more about like who he actually is and then he's confronted with it There's so many different stories throughout that that you just see Moses is a guy who continues to make excuses over and over again. And so fast forward, he ends up realizing that he's not this Prince of Egypt and he flees out into the desert. And that's where really God like calls him to say, Hey, I gave you this power. I gave you this position within this like Royal family to make a change. And now you're going to be the one who goes and does that. And if God's ever called you to do anything, that's like super terrifying a lot of times. And so what we start to do that I think is really relatable in Moses's story is we make excuses and he does the exact same thing, and so yeah. um, you know, he, he shows up to Moses in the burning bush, and he says, "You're going to go back, and you're going to tell the the you're going to go tell the Pharaoh, the king of Egypt." hey, you're going to let my people go and you're going to release them. And instantly Moses starts with all these excuses. Like he says, you know, I'm not good enough in a lot of ways. And the way he does that is he like talks about, he's like, I'm a nobody, I'm a fraud because everybody thinks I was this prince of Egypt, but I'm not. And then he's like, you're still going to go. And then he's like, okay, well, here's another excuse. I don't talk very good. I stutter and everything like that. So how do you expect a guy who stutters to go and convince this king to let all these people go? And God's just kind of tired of his excuses in a lot of ways and he still works in spite of that and then i love i I love those chapters i think it's exodus three and four Mm -hmm. when they're having that that conversation
0: because i think moses starts making these excuses right and starts saying i can't do this i can't do that and and god doesn't even like give any credit to his excuse all he says is i am the i am yep like he's just, just like moses this isn't about you this is about my power working through you. And so don't second guess what I've decided and called you to do. Don't, don't doubt this because I am the, I am, I am all powerful. I'm, I'm the God of this creation. And so I just love that because anytime I've had self doubt or any insecurity, I just remember, you know what? God is the, I am. He's in charge, yeah. like like you said. I don't need to make any excuses because he's he's in control. of This. Do
1: you think I could get away with that? Like, if I like needed to tell somebody something, if I had to like give instruction <laughs> to somebody, and they like asked questions to me or made excuses, like I am who I am. Yes. Do you think that would work for me in yeah. the same way? Hey Ben, play this song because I am who I am. Yeah, I think <laughs> that only works with God. Give him a shot. Yeah, we'll see. Anyways. Yeah, maybe don't you know talk to your parents that way. Like, I will not yeah. mow this lawn Yeah, because I am who I am. Yeah, so I don't From know. Right I just way. think there's a lot about that story that I just relate to because I know there's been times in my life where it feels like God's challenging me to do something, to make a big change in my life. Like when I was in high school, um, I didn't become a Christian until I was in high school, and when he was calling me to to leave behind a lot of the things that I had really been living my life for, um, I started giving a lot of excuses. Like, well, God, you've given me this platform to be on a soccer team and everything, and you know, I'm I'm an athlete, and I, I get the opportunity to influence all these other people, and God was really calling me to give that up, and I didn't really understand why, and then it was kind of like, well, God, I get to do this, and I get the opportunity to do this, and he was saying, well, you know, honestly, it's through a lot of those people that you continue to make bad decisions that keep you from really being the person who I want you to be, and so, I make a lot of excuses when I don't want to do things as well. And so I know we read about Moses and Exodus and all throughout the rest of, you know, the first five books of the Old Testament. There's a lot of Moses' story, uh, kinda integrated throughout that, but I mean, he's super relatable in the fact that God called him to do something and it was hard. And I, I think sometimes when we say, Oh, God calls you to do something, you just need to do it Yeah, we do because he's God. He is who he is. You know, I am who I am is what he says, but There's a lot of things that I think we typically tend to struggle to not just like turn that over and give it over right away but to see that God still desires to use people like you like me like Moses who make excuses yeah. and he's really just calling us just to give that up to him and yeah. that's what I love about his story and i think there's so many cool parts to his story too like when he finally does give in and say well not give in but he like agrees you know to say god okay i'm going to go i know i'm not the best leader i'm not the best speaker i know i'm i'm this fraud to all these other people because I was raised as a Prince of Egypt, even though I was a Hebrew slave. And then God shows up In like the coolest ways that seem like they probably aren't real. Like he sends like all these like plagues of like frogs and gnats and like all these weird ways to get the the king of Egypt's attention to say, hey, this Moses guy, he's mine and I'm working through him. And so you need to listen and release my people. And then you see it happen. Like this whole nation gets released out of slavery that they had been in for over 400 years, all through a guy who didn't talk so good, who wasn't a great leader, um, who had been a fraud and a liar and a murderer and all these other things, yep. and God still used him despite yeah. his excuses. Yeah, he
0: had some serious flaws, an awful past at times, and uh, and yet we look to this guy as one of like the founders of our faith. Yeah. And so I just think about so many of our students who have just kind of thrown the flag like, oh man, I messed up. I did this thing. I did this struggle with this sin or that sin or whatever. Like I'm, I'm disqualified. I might as well stop coming to church and just go live the way the world does. It's like, man, no. Like, God has so much grace for people like Moses and for me and for you, for Eric, for Ben, uh, and uh, and He can use you and He can use those things from your past. And uh, because of his grace, he can transform them into something else. And so even when Moses was acting brashly and, and uh, you're making bad decisions, God took the passion in his brash mistakes and turned it and formed it into something good to yeah. be used as a leader. Um, and you can kind of watch Moses grow up throughout all of Exodus. You see mm-hmm. as he's leading the people out and, and he's learning to become a better leader. And he still messes up here and there, but then he learns and he adjusts yeah. and... And uh, I agree, just a really cool story of, man, don't sell yourself
1: out yet because God can use you no matter what you're dealing with. Yeah, and I think a lot of his excuses, they're really not that different from ours. Like we think, ah, somebody else will go do it or somebody else will come along that does that. Or, you know, well, people are going to know what I've done in the past and there's no way they're going to believe that that God is on my side because of who I was or how I used to party or how I used to make these decisions and do all this bad stuff and everything. And really, I think his excuses, they come out of fear. Like, they come out of his fear of his past, because they're like, okay, I'm this fraud that everybody thought I was this person, but then I'm actually this person, and that's what he's afraid of there, and so he makes excuses and runs away from it, like literally runs into the desert to try and go hide from it and then god finds him there and then he continues to give excuses to what god's calling him to in the moment and then he's even afraid of what will happen and so i think that's something students struggle with a lot i still struggle with it a lot i'm afraid of who i've been in the past if that really is going to make me the person that god wants me to be there's things that god's calling me to right now that are scary that are big that i just don't know if i'm ready for and then also i think especially with students um, we're afraid of our future. There's so many people asking us day after day, what do you want to do after you graduate? What are you going to do for a career? Are you going to get married? Are you going to have kids and all this other stuff? And that stuff's scary. Yeah. And so it's really easy when we're confronted with that stuff to make excuses, but ultimately... God still wants to use us and it's just a matter of yeah we might at times drag our feet a little bit and we might make excuses and that's not what God wants but he's still going to use us regardless of our past the excuses we make and everything like that that's why I love his story he's a hero absolutely he's this pillar of the faith but he's a lot more relatable uh than I think we give him credit for because he makes excuses just like you and I do on a regular basis so
0: um so uh any any final thoughts on, um, if if students want to learn more about Moses' story and and dive in, like, how would they do that?
1: Yeah, um, Exodus. Is kind of the the main story of uh, Moses's, uh, his, the way he was born, uh, how he was rescued, uh, how he then rose up to become this prince of Egypt. So, like you said before, Exodus like three through five is kind of up to that if you'd want to read that on your own. And then the rest of Exodus is really just that story of God using Moses and some other people to release his people from slavery as well. Um, and then to. I know the big question isn't, well, like, how do I take somebody's story like that and really, like, apply that to what I'm at? Man, just think of the last time you made an excuse. Like, think of the last time you made an excuse for what God was calling you to do. And then just think about, man, what would it look like if I actually gave that over to God? Because that's all really God wants is he just wants our whole heart. He wants our everything. And if we're bringing excuses to the table... He's not really ready to use that. He's willing to work past those, but we need to identify what those things are. So maybe just figure out, man, what's the last excuse? If God was calling me to do something, if God was calling me to to be a leader in my school or to start something in my school or to be a better son or be a better daughter or a brother or sister, and I made an excuse for why I wasn't ready to do that, man, maybe figure out what that excuse is and tell somebody about it. Uh, you know, just pray through that. I mean, just figure out what that is because sometimes we don't know how to move forward unless we can really like identify. What it is that we're not really giving over to God. So that's yep. that's one thing. I don't know if there's anything else, but no,
0: that's great. That's great. Again, just love his story, and and we know like in summer you tend to have a little bit more free time to jump into those things. So we want you to really dive into your uh, dive into your Bible. If you don't have a Bible, come talk to a staff member. We will get you a Bible because um, there's so much in these stories to learn from and to grow from, and we want to encourage you uh, to do that. Um, well. Uh, as we kind of close up today's podcast, um, we have a couple things, a couple challenges we want to issue out there. Uh, just some fun things uh, for you to keep listening and to potentially walk away with some We're going to give some, some stuff away. We want to give some stuff away. Some swag. Away. Um, some swag. Uh, first person to tell uh, a, a student ministry staff member at your campus that you listen to this podcast will
1: get a Starbucks gift card. Mm. Straight up. That's I like right. how this part's at the end, because then we oh, know yeah. that they had to listen to at least part of it That's to right. know that there is things. Because I'm the kind of guy, I probably would just scroll ahead <laughs> and figure out what the prize was and then just tell somebody that. But That's right. It's good.
0: So Starbucks on us, all you got to do is walk up to a staff member and say, hey, I listened to that podcast, give me my gift card, and we'll make it happen. So You can even
1: tell us if you thought it was good, if you thought it was bad. Don't tell us that. I have a fragile... <laughs> I have a fragile ego, so I need you to tell. You me You can tell awesome. me if it's bad, and then I'll, I'll. Yeah,
0: I'll sugarcoat it for Eric. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, so that's first thing. Second thing is uh, this is a this is goofy. I love it. But first person to hop on Instagram and go to one of our Southland students' accounts. So we got SEC students, NIC or LEXDANGEO for all of our different campuses, and comment
1: the word aardvark. And you have to spell it right too, right? That's right. You have to spell the word aardvark correctly. However, we're not going to tell you how to spell it. There's own. at yeah. least twelve a's in the word aardvark, right? Absolutely. Probably. Okay. Absolutely. Have you ever seen an aardvark? Yeah, at a zoo. Okay. <laughs> is that the same thing as an armadillo with like the shell? I honestly don't know. Or is it no. the thing with the really long nose no, and they eat ants? Ant- eater. It's rat with a with a <laughs> with, with a, a shell. Turtle shell. It's stole like a turtle, a turtle rat. rat.
0: An aardvark. A turtle rat. <laughs> a, 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 a,
1: an armadillo is a, is an aardvark that stole a turtle shell. I'm pretty sure that's it. That's why Ben's here, folks. That's right. That's his contribution. He's a zoologist <laughs> at heart. Uh, awesome. So, first person to do that, we actually didn't decide a prize. What should we give him? First person uh, to put Ardburgh on an Instagram. Uh, the full package. I don't know if this is too much to give away. Full package of Southland Students T-shirts, one of each color. If you don't already have one, I am. It's okay a big prize. I'm okay with that. That's
0: a lot of. That's a lot of free T-shirts. So. Just to recap, first person to tell your student staff that you listen gets a Starbucks gift card. First person to comment the word "ardvark" on one of our Instagram posts gets the full gamut of Southland students' t-shirts. There's just a lot. It's great. It's awesome. It's real good. Final thoughts before we wrap this up. Anything you
1: guys want to say? Summer 16. I'm excited. It's been a great summer so far. We're here. It's going to be super great. CIY is coming. So CIY is coming. Be at the beach. Be up in Indiana with our middle school students. It's gonna be real good. It's, it's good. gonna be fire emoji, <laughs> on fire emoji, on fire emoji. I like. It. I think that's how you have to read that too when yeah. you ever see that. Or you Entice. could say it's gonna be lit. Lit I think is how the kiddos say it. Letty. All right, yeah, right. Any, Ben. Any last final thoughts? I'm good. I'm still looking at our It's
0: good. Literally Google imaging aardvarks right now. Just kidding. All right. Well, hey, thanks for listening. Be sure to tell your friends and uh, let them know about the podcast so they can listen to it. And uh, we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye-bye.